This is Bad Attitudes. Hello, friends and strangers. Welcome to another episode of Bad Attitudes, an uninspiring podcast about disability. I'm your host, Laura. In today's episode, I'm going to be responding to a Facebook post that touches on the language and labels used around disability. Yes, I know I keep referencing Facebook. I'm old. I'm a geriatric millennial. Who comes up with these names? I know it hasn't been that long since I did my last episodes on language and labels, but this is an important conversation we need to keep having. Send any comments, thoughts, questions, or ideas to badattitudespod at gmail.com. If you enjoy this episode and find it informative, be sure to share it with your friends. You can follow and interact with the podcast on social media at badattitudespod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you are enjoying the podcast and would like to help support it, consider buying me a coffee. Go to ko-fi.com slash badattitudespod to donate the cost of a coffee towards the expenses of running the podcast. As always, I want to remind you that disability is not a monolith. Some aspects are universal, but my experiences as a disabled person are going to be vastly different from the experiences of other disabled people. I am one voice for the disabled community, but I am not the only voice. I belong to multiple Facebook groups. Some are business-related, some are specifically for promoting and selling, some are disability-related, some are fandom-related. Very rarely is there any overlap, but a recent post in one of my business groups caught my attention. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read the original post in full, and then I'll read my initial response in full. Then I will go over the post again, pointing out that which I failed to point out in my initial response. I'm not going to call out this person by name, but I will say that her post prompted me to do a little digging on her profile and see if she is, in fact, disabled. Her post did not clearly indicate one way or the other. After some superficial searching, I found that she has a chronic muscle condition, but did not go in-depth enough to find out what the condition is called, When she was diagnosed, what her symptoms might be, I have no details beyond chronic muscle condition. Her original post is as follows. I hate the word disabled. It implies that able is the goal, the norm, the standard. That if we're not perfectly able, there's something wrong with us. We're broken. I much prefer limitations or different abilities. Because then that includes everyone. We all have different limitations and abilities. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and these can fluctuate on any given day. We all have good days and bad days. Why do we have to separate people and slap a label on them? Having worked with people in my 9 to 5s that receive disability benefits, I also noticed that we can take a diagnosis or label and wear it like a badge of honor. The problem, we start identifying this way, as if we can never change our circumstances, as if this is all we are, as if we are victims. I'm basically just rambling at this point, 
but would love to know your thoughts on the labels and words we use in everyday language. My response is thus. As a disabled person, I have to disagree. There is nothing wrong with identifying as disabled. There is a rich history in the disabled community that should be celebrated. The majority of the disabled community prefers the term disabled because it is identity-centric and anything else is euphemistic. Disabled is not a value judgment. It is simply a state of being. Disabled people are different from non-disabled people, and there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that. The problem is when we weaponize those differences against disabled people by calling their needs special or their accommodations a burden. Labels are important because they help us figure out our own identities. Ask any LGBTQ person who finally found a way to describe themselves with a label. I go on to recommend she check out the episodes where I specifically talk about language and labels in regards to disability. She actually replied to my response, which I find interesting as well. She says, Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. I personally see it as so generalized, though, that I wonder if it really does help people know what we might need in a situation, not that limitations is more specific. Feeling you on weaponizing the word, and that's awesome that you have a podcast on this. Thank you for sharing. Between this reply and her initial post, there's a lot to unpack. The first thing we need to acknowledge is that her entire attitude is ableist. We've talked about internalized ableism, the ableism disabled people turn against themselves, as well as the ableism that has been ingrained into our subconscious, but there is also lateral ableism, which is ableism disabled people direct towards other disabled people. There are disabled people who don't like the word disabled. I have a friend who is paraplegic who doesn't like the word disabled. The problem here is that this poster wants to replace the word disabled with euphemisms like different abilities. Not much of a stretch from different abilities to differently abled. One of those euphemisms non-disabled people use to make disability more palatable. The idea of including everyone is just semantics because even if the language around disability was seemingly more inclusive, people would find another way to differentiate because that is human nature, to see and create patterns to put like with like and separate that which is unlike. You might think if that is the case, then what does it matter what language is used around disability? It matters because, for one, the disabled community has been saying for years that this is the language we want used to describe us. This is the language we identify with. This is the language we choose. That should be enough of a reason, but... Of course, it never is. It matters because any other language than the preferred language makes the conversation no longer about the disabled person, but about non-disabled people and their comfort. And all the negatives this poster associates with the word disabled are associations made by non-disabled people. Non-disabled people have equated disabled with broken or wrong. She doesn't hate the label disabled. She hates the connotations associated with that label by non-disabled society. In her reply, she indicates that disabled is too general a term to let people know what someone needs in a given situation. And 
Disabled people are not obligated to disclose all of our medical information or accommodation needs at the outset. If someone tells you they are disabled without giving you a full rundown of their medical history, they have given you enough information. If you are unclear on what accommodations they need, all you have to do is ask. Generally speaking, though, most disabled people will have run this gamut enough to tell you up front what they need in most situations, knowing that doing otherwise means they probably won't get their needed accommodations. Disabled people don't owe anyone a rundown of their conditions and are not obligated to provide highly sensitive personal information to anyone outside of medical professionals. The idea that disabled is too generalized to describe a person is a non-issue. I'm disabled. That is enough. If you need more, okay, I'm a wheelchair user. If you need more than that, well, that's when we're going to have a problem. She also made what I consider to be a cardinal sin, having worked with people in my 9-to-5s that receive disability benefits. Your job experience does not outweigh the lived experience of actual disabled people. Based on the entire post, she does not seem to consider herself as part of the disabled community, which is fine. It's up to her whether she identifies as disabled or not. But she then goes on to pass judgment on these people for taking, quote, a diagnosis or label and wearing it like a badge of honor. Yeah? And? Having an actual medical diagnosis is a privilege. If you spent years trying to find a diagnosis, fighting medical racism, medical sexism, and medical ableism, as well as generalized medical incompetence, to finally reach a point where you can say, this is what I have, this is why my body behaves the way it does, this is why my mind works the way it does, then by all means, wear that as a badge of honor. People with chronic illness can spend literally years chasing a diagnosis. They are still sick, they are still in pain, but because they don't have a medical diagnosis, people don't take them as seriously. Autistic people, adults especially, deal with this. People who are dealing with depression, anxiety, and other mental illnesses go through this. They have the symptoms, the traits, but because a doctor has not written it on a piece of paper, they are not taken seriously. Diagnosis is a privilege. I know it's a privilege because I've had a diagnosis since the day I was born. I didn't have to convince anyone of my need for accommodations. I didn't have to defend myself when I was in pain. I've had to fight plenty of battles, but I never had to fight to prove my disability. Having a diagnosis is not just a privilege, but a relief. Finally, I have a name for this thing I've been dealing with. Finally, I have answers to my questions. Finally, I know why I've been fighting with my body. Do not underestimate how good it can feel to just have a name for something you're experiencing. I have been dealing with some skin issues on and off for a while, and I was recently diagnosed with psoriasis. Just knowing what was going on was such a weight off my shoulders, and it doesn't begin to compare to knowing what you're dealing with when you have a disability or chronic illness. Having these labels helps us identify, but that doesn't mean they become our identity. I've heard stories from LGBTQ plus people who learned certain labels and felt a relief that they finally had a way to identify their own feelings, but that label didn't become their identity. It became a part of their identity. 
If you get a diagnosis and you now identify as having a particular condition, that doesn't become your entire identity. It is a part of your identity. Surely there is a danger that someone can become obsessive to a point where one aspect of their identity does become their whole identity, but that is true of anything, not just disability. The love of cats or dogs, the love of a particular fandom, anything can become our identity if we are too focused on it. So identifying as disabled or as having a particular disability isn't problematic, it's helpful. The poster continued by saying that identifying as disabled implies that we, quote, can never change our circumstances as if this is all we are, as if we are victims. Well, I think I've said what I can about making disability your whole identity. Anything can become your whole identity if you let it. That's not exclusive to disability, and it's not inherently worse if it is disability that becomes your identity. Also, identifying as something does not make it your identity. Our identities are vast and multifaceted. Saying we can never change our circumstances is a double-edged sword at best. Let's be brutally honest. Disabilities don't go away. Chronic illness doesn't go away. Mental illness doesn't go away. We can have treatment, we can take care of ourselves, but for the vast majority of disabled people, disability is permanent. But being disabled doesn't mean you stagnate. It doesn't mean you don't grow and change as a person. It doesn't mean you don't have new experiences, meet new people, or have new adventures. Our circumstances can change. As for being victims, that's a thoroughly ableist point of view. Being victims, being objects of pity, that is how disabled people are seen by the majority of non-disabled people. I can't think of a time where that wasn't the prevailing opinion of disability. The victim mentality is associated with the word disabled because it was already associated with the state of being disabled. The word is not the problem. The problem is the ableist mindset that prevails in society. I stand by what I said in my initial response. Disabled is not a value judgment on someone's life. Disabled is neutral and it is only ableism that makes someone think otherwise. It's okay to acknowledge that there are differences between disabled and non-disabled people. It'd be ridiculous not to. The problem is when those differences are weaponized and used to make disabled people feel like burdens, like outcasts, like uninvited guests at a party. There's nothing wrong with identifying as disabled or wearing that identifier or any other as a badge of honor. Disabled is a valid way to be. We shouldn't have to hide our disabilities to make ableists comfortable. Everything in that post encourages not just ableism, but shame. Disability is not shameful. Disabilities might make us uncomfortable. They might make us nervous. But that is a problem for us to overcome, not a problem created by the existence of disability. If there is one thing I want you to take away from this episode, it is that diagnosis is a privilege. It is a gift. And it is a gift that many people do not receive. Without that diagnosis, not only are people not taken seriously when they're in pain or struggling, they lose access to support systems that could be beneficial to them. They lose access to benefits that could help them live. Because people cannot access these services without a traditional diagnosis, even if the diagnosis is obvious to everyone else. People are denied diagnoses for a number of reasons. 
Maybe they don't have access to health care. Maybe the health care they can access is subpar. Maybe their symptoms are written off by doctors who work too much and care too little. Maybe they are women or fat or queer or trans or black or disabled. It is much more difficult for people in these marginalized groups to get quality health care, to find doctors who will listen to and believe them, and to achieve diagnosis. The more these identities intersect, the more difficult it can become. If you have a diagnosis, no matter how long it took, no matter how much you had to fight and struggle to get there, acknowledge that reaching that point is a privilege. If you achieved a diagnosis without a struggle, recognize the immense privilege that has been afforded to you and recognize that is not the norm. Don't forget, you can follow my art business journey at Fairy Nerdy on Instagram and Facebook or visit the Fairy Nerdy Etsy shop. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you in the next one.